Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today sign up using code buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet bet mgm and GameSense remind you to play responsibly 21 plus and present in ohio subject to eligibility requirements rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days gambling problem call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with mgm northfield park For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger, For the ones who get it done. Hello again, and welcome to another episode, episode 11 of Home is Where Hallmark is. I am Elizabeth Lisi. I'm here with the wonderful Amber Teasley. Are uh, listening to us on ChairShot Radio, which is available via ChairShot.com, where you get all your other podcasts. Podcasts, forgive me. I am a little bit out of it today. I've been sick the last few days um, with some uh, vaccine side effects. That's not a political statement on the vaccine is just the wonderful truth. <laughs> um, so we are going to get caught up with week two because we still have to review a Christmas sale and then we'll be reviewing week three and previewing week four and we finally started Hallmark Bingo which I'm very excited about. As far as I know there's no real news out there. I haven't seen anything interesting or slightly scandalous. Have you? No, I haven't seen anything. I've seen a lot of stuff on Instagram about um, and on Twitter about Open by Christmas. Um, people are look like they're really, really excited about. Um, now I can't think. Why in the heck is my brain today? It is. That's actually on now as we're recording. It's 8.54, so the first hour is over. It's October. It's not October. It's still number what? November 12th? November 12th. So that one has premiered tonight. We're going to preview it for you in a second. And it's been hyped up for a couple of months. Oh, well, a couple of months now. Because yeah, it's got Brennan Elliott in it and um, Alison oh Sweeney. Who, yes. Who all are, I can think of, because I was talking to my mom, all I can think of is her, it was, she's Sammy from Sammy. Days of Our Lives. Because she asked me, she's like, are you going to do the Sammy one? And I now I can't, I couldn't even think of her name. I know her name better than I do the characters she plays. <laughs> I know they are they are of course two Hallmark staples. Um he's been in over a dozen. She's been in I don't know, I wanna say at least that many. Of course they did. They she has um she was in Time she has Peter. A mystery series. She's got that whole did she do the Aurora Tea Garden series? No, isn't that Candace? Candace? 
Candace is Aurora. She's um, Hannah. She's Hannah Swenson in the baking ones. Don't get me started oh. on those because I, I read the books. Um, he's, of course, I mean, we could we could do a whole hour just talking about their movies. Um, but they really hyped theirs up in the, in the beginning by, oh, who am I working with? Who am I working with? And people were like, oh, it's and Wes. Is, not Wes, sorry. Oh, my God, don't kill me, people. Brennan is, of course, one of their most beloved Hallmark hunks. Hallmark yes, actor. Definitely. I think I've seen almost everything um, he's been in. But Open by Christmas is about Nikki, who's played by Allison. She discovers a card given to her in high school, which is also really becoming another recurring theme. Everybody lately has been finding these cards and letters that they never got. Yeah, right. I we just we, it, next stop Christmas. We're gonna see that. Um, couple of. A couple of others. Um, so anyway, she's helping her parents move, and as they're packing, she finds a letter that's written to her in high school that she never received. It's from a secret admirer, and it confides the true emotions. So her best friend Simone, played by Erica Durance, who is um, Lois from Smallville, and I think she was on uh, also on Saving Hope. Uh, she embarks on a quest to find and thank the anonymous author. Of course, there's two people, gentlemen, it could be, but we all know who it's going to be. Oh, uh, <laughs> and then there's a great subplot. You know, a lot of times the best friend has like this kind of like side plot that, you know, doesn't really go anywhere or just like the laughs or whatever. But Simone actually has a pretty decent one where as a single mother, she feels like she's losing touch with her teenage son and she's actually planning to remarry. And the two of them, aside from solving the mystery of who wrote this note and Nikki falling in love with um the character played by Brennan, whose name I'm not sure for the show, um, but I'll find out in a second. They help each other find answers to their past and present and I'm reading this verbatim, all kindled through the special bond that has made them lifelong sisters. So Nikki, of course, is played by Allison Sweeney. Um, she was in Murder She Baked and the Chronicle Mysteries and like ten thousand others. Um, excuse me, this Erica has been in uh, the Enchanted Christmas Cake on Lifetime. That's it's going to be in that that hasn't aired yet. And Wes, and why do I keep calling him Wes? Oh my God, I'm like obsessed with Wes. Brennan, oh he plays Derek, fan favorite. Elliot, um, has started over a dozen films for the network, including last year's Christmas in Vienna. I think that's one of the only ones that I might not have seen. He, of course, was in the All My Heart trilogy movies with Lacey, which I loved. And the crossword puzzle mysteries. So those are our top three actors on this. Now listen, if you didn't see this tonight, and oh well, on the on the twelfth, and you forgot to set your DVR, don't worry, because it's going to be on seven more times: the seventeenth, the twenty-sixth, the first, the tenth, the fourteenth, the twentieth, and the twenty-sixth. So they're really <laughs> they're really pushing this one. Yeah, that reminds me. I probably need to check and make sure they're recording. <laughs> I said it before. But yeah, Twitter is blowing up about this one because people have just really been looking forward to seeing these the two of them together. And then I guess that that one comes on Open by Christmas is tonight. tonight so that's um, Friday, 8 p.m., 11, 12. Uh, and then we have... My Christmas Family Tree, which is Saturday, November 13th on the regular Hallmark Channel at 8 p.m. I, um, I have a few things to say about this one, but give us the preview. Maybe. 
Um, the little um, blurb here says, when Vanessa receives the results from her family tree DNA test, she discovers a family she didn't know existed and travels to their hometown for Christmas. Um, it stars Amy T. Garden as Vanessa, Andrew mm -hmm. Walker as Christopher, and James Tuper as Richard. This is like her third Hallmark film, but she also played Nikki on the ranch. She played in Starcross. She played in Scream 4, and she was Julie in Friday Night Lights. And then, of course, Andrew Walker. How many movies another, do you think he's been in? <laughs> so many. He's another one of the, of the beloved ones. This so his 20th Hallmark really? movie. Yes. Wow. Wow. It's 20th. That's amazing. Let me say this. So there was another one with DNA. Well, I think it was from last year that I just started a few weeks ago called Love Lights and Hanukkah. Saw Ben Savage and a really great cast. And like my, my head is really, really foggy tonight, so forgive me. Um the, the lady who played the mother, she's very well known, but I'm I'm blanking on her. I don't have the energy to look it up. Anyway, it was a really good cast. So it was a similar thing. She was, she did a D, her mother died. She did a DNA test. She found that she had relatives in the area. It turns out that the lady was a mother. She had her, um, you know, young and whatever, gave her up for adoption and met her husband married, whatever. <coughs> ben Savage was faithful in that. And that one was really good. It was really, it was very nice. This one, I have a feeling. Did you see the preview where she gets a phone call and it's been like, and they're like, oh, by the way, we made a mistake? Yes, I, I did a, see that. I have a feeling, and I hope I'm wrong, that like she's feeling drawn to like Andrew Walker's character. And but of course they're like related, and then they find out they're not related. Doesn't it see is that the vibe I you're getting? I think that I'm, I'm pretty or sure have I watched, probably what's gonna happen. Have I watched too many soap operas? Well, I mean, it's the whole, um, I don't know if you've ever watched or read the, um, Shadowhunter series. Mm -mm. Um, but during the first, like, entire season in the first book, you think that, like, he's just this random guy that she's hanging mm -hmm. out with. And then you come to find out it's actually her brother and they've actually kissed. So then it becomes like a whole thing. But then you actually okay. find out he's not really her brother. That's so Luke and Leia, although they were brother and sister. Yeah. It's just, it's, if, if that's where they're going with this, it's really weird for a Hallmark, Hallmark movie. Very weird. Very weird. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm thinking that's probably what it is, too. That's the feeling I would get. Now, I also feel like I'm going to like this one. Um, I don't know. I, I think I'm going to like it. But the ones that I thought I'm going to like, um, I haven't necessarily liked as well as I thought I was going to. And the ones I didn't think I was going to like at all, I mm -hmm. ended up really liking. Um, but, yeah, this the James Tooper, I guess he plays Richard. That's her... Um, that's, I'm assuming that's the guy that's playing her father. Right. Um, this is his ninth Hallmark film. 
It was also Andrew and a million little things and Nathan and big little lies. He was in a lot. When I looked it up, he was in a lot of older Hallmark movies, like back when it was mm-hmm. like the Sunday night thing on the regular channel. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, I don't know. I think it'll be good. So then I guess that brings us to. Um, Holiday and Home. Yes, a holiday and home on Sunday at 8. So this movie has, for some reason, barely been publicized. And people are really talking about the fact that if you want to see the the trailer, like, you need to go seek it out online. I have not, I mean, I have Walmart on almost all day, and I can't tell you if I have ever seen or heard the um the trailer for this this one stars olivia washington who's um was in mahalia sorry for your loss and and mr robot as a guest star actually but this is about a big jet setter Um, sorry she's a corporate fixer which is something i always like to see in these movies um named jasmine carter and she's envisioning spending her um, Christmas holiday in the Virgin Islands, but her grandmother, played by Tina Lifford, injures herself on the first day of Holland's annual Christmas jamboree, which I need to Google and see if this is actually a thing because I've never heard of it. I'm not saying it doesn't exist. I'm just saying I've never heard of it. Um, sorry. So we've seen this one a few times too in the last. Yeah, I think the one one last week where they Christmas in Harmony when they they came back and did the play together. Yeah, that and the fact you know going home to take care of somebody. So her grandmother gets hurt. Excuse me. I'm so sorry. She's avoided coming home for years. So excuse me. I'm so sorry. She um extends her visit to take over the week. Uh, long event and she basically feels like a fish out of water in her home hometown because it's been so long and she's kind of changed from um, the area but as any good grandmother is in these movies she's up to some matchmaking matchmaking mayhem and she teams Jasmine with her child, childhood best friend Caleb who's played by Will Adams um, who's a ho- hardware store owner and a furniture restorer and shocking Always, Jasmine's always been the one he loved and wanted to be with. So they have a lot of differences to work through. She has to slow down and deal with her past. He needs to embrace change and think of his future. That sounds very <laughs> familiar, but it sounds cute. I want to say it. Um, this was actually filmed in Connecticut. So let me ask you this. Why was it filmed in Connecticut? We're not that far from Connecticut. How the hell are they going to do Harlem? And this is not saying anything bad about Harlem, because Harlem's actually a really nice area. Um, in Connecticut. Maybe they felt I, like they couldn't control like the outside environment. I don't even know what to say to that. I mean, like, what I'm saying is, like...
Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Prop or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. A lot of noise, maybe. I don't mm-hmm. know. Like mm-hmm. in Connecticut, they could probably shut down like five blocks. Nope. <laughs> you're it, like, okay, we, a lot of blowback. But in we, Harlem, am I not mistaken? We, you're actually in New York, right? Yes, it's the up uptown in Manhattan. But and I don't mean to say that like condescendingly. But they shoot stuff here, big budget movies here all the time. They can shut down blocks. It's just ridiculous for me to think that Hallmark shot a movie about Harlem in Connecticut because they want to most likely whitewash it. They want to make it look nicer than it is, but there's some beautiful areas in Harlem. What we're going to say, you're probably not going to find an actual Harlem. And I don't mean that in a bad way because it's actually this beautiful architecture up there, historical architecture. Harlem's not what people actually think it is, you know? So I'll just be curious. Maybe they couldn't have like maybe budget wise. I don't know. It's the only thing I can think of. It's just funny that it's in Connecticut. It's like literally a train, 90 minute minute train train right away. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing this one. Um, I mean, it has some classic classic themes in there, but I'm very, especially looking for this one's on uh, Sunday, November 14th at 8 o'clock on the regular Hallmark channel. So I do love a scheming uh, grandmother matchmaker. Yeah, you always gotta to love a, a, oh, a she's the daughter of, she's the daughter of Denzel Washington. Which one? The main a- actress? Well, not the grandmother. Yeah, the main actress. Well, I don't Olivia. know. I could have been the supporting actress. I don't know. Don't be laughing at me. <laughs> Let me see what Will Adams has been in. Hold on. 
That's what I'm, I'm like. laughing at me? I'm so looped up, so I don't even know what to do. Will Adams, he's a cutie. Oh, look how light-skinned he is. Uh-huh. On this one page, it doesn't give me anything about him. So, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing this one, mainly because I want to see how they portray um, Harlem in Connecticut. I don't know. I mean, isn't it more like royal, or it's not, I meant urban? No, like that's the thing. It's Yeah, but if you're going to portray Harlem, then it should look like Harlem. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, you're having the same problem that I was having with the one from last I week. Know. I know. I was just going to say. It was from West Virginia, and it looked nothing like West Virginia. I know. I was just going to say, you can't judge me because you were boycotting that movie. I didn't boycott it. I just said it was hard for me to get into it because it wasn't anything like it really was. I know. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> oh, wait. Hold on. I actually see a trailer for it. Let me see this. Let me see this. I don't know if it'll play through my earphones. What do you... You found it. What is it? USAA is made with a safe pilot. I'm trying to mute the ads. I'm trying to mute it. I just want to see the, the um, but of course you gotta go to these dumbass ads, and then we can move on to the, the next one. Yeah, because I think that last. Okay, this is acceptable so far. Okay. Oh, sweet Jesus. Oh, sweet Jesus. Okay, well, I'll reserve judgment. It looks like a really cute movie, so I'll reserve judgment. Reserve judgment. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the last, yeah, the last one we have is Saturday, November 13th at 10 p.m. on the... Hallmark Movies and Mysteries. Actually kind of looking forward to this because um, it's about two music managers that must put their history aside to oversee the televised union reunion performance of their rock star fathers with a fractured past. Starring this one is Peter Gallagher. 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 <laughs> as Mike, which anybody that knows me knows that I'm a huge OC fan. And he played Sandy Cohen. Um, so I love this man. I love um, Peter Gallagher. So go tell Jason when you go up here. We have something else in common. And you can regret <laughs> introducing us even more. I love um, him. I've always Peter loved Gallagher. him. Love, 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 love him. Um, he also played Mitch on Zoe's Extraordinary Playlist. Um, and then Bruce Campbell is playing Steve. This is his mm. first Hallmark movie. And uh, which my husband probably knows who he is because he's been in a lot of horror movies. He was also yeah, in Ash versus Evil Dead, and then he was in the regular Evil Dead movies. Mm-hmm. And then Eloise Mumford play is Quinn. I think Eloise plays Peter Gallagher's daughter, and then the Brett Dalton who plays Jason is Bruce Campbell's son. So, but Eloise Mumford, this is her fifth Hallmark movie. She was in Christmas with Holly, the one I like really well. 
um, and Just in Time for Christmas. She was also Hope on Chicago Fire, and she played Kate in the Fifty Shades of Grey trilogy. Um, Brett Dalton is Jason. This is his fourth Hallmark movie. He played Lieutenant Jason Pelham in Chicago Fire and also played Grant in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which you might know who he is. I did not. Mm -hmm. Um, The only reason why I knew who he was is because his run on Chicago Fire, he's playing right now. <laughs> like his episodes are playing right now, so that's how I knew who he was. Um, but I really like her, and I'm a huge fan of Peter Gallagher. Gallagher, I can't talk today. So I'm like really looking forward to this one. I think it's going to be really good. And from mm-hmm. the previews, what I'm seeing is um, Peter Gallagher's uh, character, I guess he's kind of put himself like in like a reclusive state like he's been like just being in the house he hasn't left for a long time mm-hmm. um and then they're trying to get him and Steve back together to do a performance and then one December night is what it's called that is one of the songs that's the song there's something about that song that's broke up uh their partnership um in one of the previews it shows um mike stating that uh he will never play that song again because that song ruined his life so i don't know exactly what happened but i'm really looking forward to it yeah no that looks like a good one i want to see that i mean i'm gonna see it anyway but it has some light it seems i mean it has a lot of themes that we used to um and we've been seeing a lot of musicians and rock famous people and, and whatnot, but I think I think it gives it's it a, gonna be a little different. Different. It gives it a nice twist. Yeah. And then I guess that will bring us to our bingo cards. Bingo. Okay, well, this is actually you do yours first if you don't mind, because mine will be the lead into a Christmas sale. Okay. Um, I did my Hallmark bingo on the Christmas treasure, which is <coughs> shortly, and it took, actually took me one minute, one hour and 29 minutes to get it. And, um, of course I got it by the free space and then decorating a Christmas tree. It's snowing, random crafty skills and small town Christmas events. And surprisingly enough, I'm surprised it took me almost 90 minutes to actually get Bingo. It was really what? a lot harder than what I thought. Well, you know what? Let me. So you used one of the cards I sent you? Yes. Okay, so I did. I scrolled through a bunch of cards. And I tried to pick ones that weren't like have all the normal stuff on it. You know what I mean? Like all the easy stuff on it. So I did try to pick cards that were harder. What movie did you do again? A Christmas Treasure. Oh, Christmas Treasure. And... What else did, what other spaces did you? Um, the other spaces that I got, but it didn't do anything, was making a family recipe, hot cocoa, mm-hmm. uh, small town, um, Christmas shopping, Carol is singing, mm-hmm. um, twinkle lights, and me and my husband had an argument on what twinkle lights were. Mm-hmm. Main character can't stay in town for long. And unexpectedly running into the love interest. And he told me I couldn't have that one, but I took it anyways because I feel like they were the love interest and they ran into each other all the time. God, Jason. He's too much. 
he gets so like he's so particular about things he told me twinkle lights had to be blinking really like, yeah he twinkle said they had to blink they weren't twinkle lights if they didn't blink twinkle and I lights said, any lights any twinkle lights to me in all lights all Christmas lights that are on a strand that are those little tiny lights that look like thing are considered twinkle lights, but mm-hmm. maybe Twitter or Instagram can let us know what their opinion of what twinkle lights are. So we can settle the score. <laughs> yes. Yes, I can. Me and Liz both felt that the twinkle lights were just Christmas lights. But let me Google it. I'm going to Google it. Uh, I mean, I very well could be wrong, but it's our show. It's our show. We're right. Nobody else. Just because you thought of it. <laughs> oh, it does say the thing blink on off. I don't care. So, <laughs> but technically, technically, all lights are single lights because. If you buy a a box of lights, Mm -hmm. and I know this because my mother has taught me that if you put the one that has the red top in on the lights, they will blink off and on. So every Mm -hmm. single strands of lights that you can buy from the store, you can turn into twinkle lights. So we my brother bought the most amazing tree on Amazon a couple of years ago. And it's pre-lit. And it's like being in a rave, right? <laughs> it has, you can't put a different star on top because it has a star attached to it, but that's fine. And the star lights up too. But like, I like to go outside sometimes at night when it's up. And because we have all, we have a wall of windows um, and see like, if you can see, but my neighbors have told me like, you could even, we have like a little small skylight. You can even see through the skylight and you can set it. There's a thingy, there's like a button, a little, a little box, whatever, like in the base of the, in the tree, you have to like find it or whatever. But he usually presses through it and we find the one we like, and it just, it rotates and the colors change. It's like being in a disco. It's oh, fabulous. Oh, that's really cool. Yeah. And last year when mommy wasn't um, feeling very well, I had lights strung across her room a lot and I, I would put them on at night and I had this and they all changed colors. You know, like they wouldn't blink because that would like, she loved, loved the Christmas tree. But um, in the room, she didn't like them, like, blinking above her. But I could, like, they changed color. So Aww. you could have them do, like, you can set what color you wanted. So, actually, I might do I don't know if I'm going to decorate this year. But I might um, really, really, really old-fashioned. So, um, ever since me and my husband got married, we go and get a real tree. And tomorrow, which I'm really, really excited, we're going to go tag our tree. Which, <laughs> which I have was- explain. Anybody who's listening to this, I had to explain what tagging a tree to Liz meant. I mean, so I sent her a text and I'm like, I can't record tomorrow because, you know, we're tagging our tree tomorrow. And she's like, what do you mean? Yeah, well, so for no, you guys yeah. is curious, what it means is basically we go out and we go to this Christmas tree car and we've been going at since the last, I think this is our fifth year. And um, we go out. And we traipse through the Christmas trees on the actual farm. And we find the one we want. And we tag it with our name. And then we take it back to the office and pay for it. And then we tell them when we're going to pick it up. 
And then the day we pick it up, they go out that morning, freshly cut it. And then we show up, we give them our thing, they put the tree on top and we go. That's really cool. I'm sure there are Christmas tree farms in Connecticut, other parts of New York. I mean, the city we obviously. To Hallmark, there's yeah. lots of Christmas tree farms. Up there. In New York, not in the city. No, but in that in New England. Oh yeah, yeah. No, so I'm saying in other parts of the air upstate. I'm sure Connecticut, Maine, Rhode Island, Massachusetts. Hell, there could probably be one in New Jersey for all I know. But I mean, I'm sure people maybe like drive to them or whatever. But we have Christmas tree lots, lots and lots and lots and places that sell Christmas trees. But we've always had artificial trees. So. Uh, it was a toss up when I was a kid. One year we would get one. One year we would get one that wasn't, um, and then depending on what kind of tree we got. Um, but um, my, my sister, Francesca, they have their, once it's going to be up before, it's how Christmas tree is going up. I think the Christmas tree is going up this weekend. They love to decorate for Christmas and they decorate beautifully. Um, I think it's going up this weekend. It'll be up when we get down there for Thanksgiving. So her tree is, I mean, it's artificial before I get to my bingo. And they spent, I mean, it's a high quality Christmas tree. And it's old for a Christmas tree. And this thing is like pristine. It's amazing. They have one of the most beautiful trees every year that I've ever seen. I have to send you a picture of it. So I think right, it yeah, be that's like, the major benefit of artificials is they're a lot, you know, prettier than real ones. Sometimes. Like yeah. a real one because it's a different tree every year. Right. I mean, I've probably paid a lot of money that I probably shouldn't have. I could have bought a really nice official one, but excuse me. Okay. So okay. So a Christmas sale, which we didn't review last week, um, because I had not watched it, and that's why we're a little thrown off this week because we were still catching up on some things. It's been a crazy week. So <coughs> excuse me. I was watching that today, and um, I'm also watching wrestling at the moment, and Jinder's on. I love Jinder. Random, but what can I tell you? So I did a um I did it during a Christmas sale and it took me about 90 minutes to get bingo because like I said I tried to pick cards that didn't have like all the obvious stuff on them, you know, like the easy things. So yeah. I got I also used um an old flame for your PS because let's face it, they were. Um making a family recipe because he made the spaghetti, right? Um yeah. they drank they drank cocoa multiple times. So I, I did cheat, right? I put um, a small town business is in trouble, but the house was in trouble. So it was the same thing, you know? Not the same thing. I'll give you that one. And de- Jason won it. And decorating um, a Christmas tree. So, but I also had main character, lost a parent, small town, flashback to childhood, random crafty skills, somebody was knitting, twinkle lights, cozy sweaters, small town Christmas events, a character that doesn't like Christmas, unexpectedly running into the love interest, and main character can't stay in town for long. Yeah, I would agree. Yeah. I mean, theoretically, I shouldn't have um, taken it, but it was the same. It's the same. It's the same concept. Something needs to be saved. For me, anyway. I know that's a little cheaty, McCheaty. But... <laughs> It is. Just don't tell the 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 bingo police. Yeah, that's not 
Let's just not tell the bingo police. Um, so a Christmas sale was actually on in the second week of a countdown to Christmas. It started, it started, I'm sorry, it starred uh, Terry O'Gwin, Katie Sackhoff, and um, Peter Sangley. I don't know how to say his, um, say his, say his name. She has been in so much stuff. She's actually um, very huge in the Star Wars world. She voiced, um, in the Clone Wars, she voiced uh, Bo-Katan and actually premiered that character as live action in season two of The Mandalorian. Two rave fan reviews. They were extremely excited, but she's been in NCIS. I mean, sorry, CSI, Nip and Tuck. She's famous for Battlestar Galactica. So, and she does um, voice acting. And we'll get to Terry and Peters in a moment. So she plays Liz Darling, one of Hallmark's favorite last names. But as an Andy Griffith fan, I always chuckle. Yes, people, I watch the Andy Griffith show religiously. <coughs> There's a famous family in there called the Darlings. So anytime somebody in another show has that, I just can't think of them. And they're like these real like mountain people. It's hysterical. Doesn't mean anything. So it kicks <laughs> off with, if you have to, I have to send you a clip of them. You'll understand how I'm laughing. I like to think of everybody as being like descendants from them. Um, it starts off with a flashback to, to the 90s where a young teenage Liz and her friend Luke are helping her parents get their boat together. Her parents work together for the Christmas light parade. Then, um, and it makes a point to say that Luke is like family to them as they take a picture. And then flash forward to the present. She is divorced. I actually thought she was widowed, but they mentioned like way later in the movie that they're divorced. Um, she's something in hospitality. I guess she runs a really fancy hotel. And after the death of her mother, she's estranged from her father. And hasn't been home in some time, but gets a call that he was hurt when he saved a little girl from being uh, knocked down by a falling Christmas tree. So she goes home, and he's very grumpy and very disinterested in anything, which, you know, one can understand. He was a teacher. He stopped teaching to take care of his wife. And, you know, I guess he's in some depression, doesn't really know what to do with himself anymore. And the two drifted apart because in Hallmark's most famous thing, nobody communicates. No, nobody communicates. And turns out what? That the bank is going to foreclose on the house. Yes. And she decides, she had thought that the father sold the boat, but it turns out that he never sold it. He just couldn't face dealing with the boat anymore because the mother loved it so much. And so she decides to enter the boat into the parade because now there's a $25,000 prize for it, which is something that they just started in the last few years. And of course, Luke, Luke, poor Luke, the whole town's trying to set him up with anybody. Oh, like yeah. Every, anytime somebody sees Luke, they're like, oh, my cousin's fiance's brother in law's wife, you know, has, you know, whatever. They just want to see him with um with someone. I don't know. I really felt bad for these characters. It's a really crappy thing. 
Because at the beginning, you find out that their house burned down. They're living right. in the hotel, and she's waiting for the mm-hmm. insurance money to come out. Then mm-hmm. she goes home, finds out that dad's losing his house. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, it's really crappy. I mean, yeah. bad luck. It really was. But one thing I liked about it is that they all approached it seriously and logically without a ton of what homework sometimes does over drama. Do you know what I mean? Like, she tried, Liz tried to approach everything, you know, logically for the most part and, and whatnot. Was it, she didn't have, most of the times when a person on homework comes home and finds out such and such is going on, they have a temper tantrum. You know? What and they have a temper tantrum. Oh, you know, yeah. They'll get a little, like, bone out of shape and, and everything, which, of course, you can understand. But I just thought this was, like, a very easy one. I thought it was going to be super depressing, first of all. But I think many people can actually relate to this one. Maybe not so much the going home and falling in love with the kid you grew up with, the guy you grew up with, but other aspects of it. You know, I think it was just very well acted and much better paced than some of the others. I I, I agree. I liked it. Um, I did not, because there was not, when, when, I, when we went to preview this one, I noticed there wasn't a whole lot of stuff on it. There was, like, probably just the, like, this trailer or whatever. And mm-hmm. I was like, I don't think I'm really going to like this one that well. And then about 45 minutes in, I was like, I really like this one. Um, I liked the two main, the two main characters. The, the dad, even though he was very, you know, he did kind of in a way ruin Christmas for his daughter and everything. But mm-hmm. I still liked him. I wasn't like angry with him. I still liked him. And I, I liked he- her. And she wasn't, even though like they lost their house in a fire and all this stuff, she wasn't woe is me. Mm-hmm. She was very strong. Right. That's that's what I was trying to say. That there wasn't the temper tantrums, there wasn't the over, you know, dramatics. Not not saying that that wouldn't have been understandable, but <coughs> I think the father was just kind of like lonely and and resigned to the fact, you know, of everything. He didn't know what to do with himself and felt like he was in over his head, you know. And a lot of people just think, okay, well, there's nothing, you know. They just when things like that happen, people just kind of get like, well, okay, if I don't pay attention to it, it's just gonna go away. I think that's very realistic, you know, in um in a sense. And he did, he was um. Like when um, Liz, Liz said to him, like, oh, you know, your granddaughter was starting to do, trying to do something nice for you and whatnot. He did, you know, quickly come around and realize, oh, hey, you know, I don't want to ruin this, you know, for her. And when they spoke, they spoke like adults. It wasn't, yes, tears and accusations and all sorts of nonsense. And I also kind of felt like, like, Grandpa kind of had a thing for the dessert lady. Like, I'm right? pretty sure that that was going to be a thing, and I'm there for that. Like, that was, mm-hmm. I love that. I thought that was awesome. <laughs> I like both of those characters. I like how she right. was just kind of thrown in there with them. 
Um, right. She was, you know, outside the family, but they've brought her in because of how much she has done for, you know. Right. And they they knew her, I guess, because she was supposed to be the same woman that was in the beginning clip that yes. gave her. Yeah. So, like, they had a long history, a long friendship that was there. And she definitely had a thing. Um, um thing for him and when he said to her oh would you like to stay for dinner how adorable was that yeah you know? it was very adorable I love them a lot and then they at the end they mirrored the beginning where they want to take a picture and they're like in the beginning they said to Luke oh you know she said family you know come in the picture and then they say that to her so that was like how they bookend that was really cute I liked it way more than I thought I would because I remember you telling me, no, no, you're going to like this one. No, no, you're going to like this one. And I was like, yeah, you know, I, I expected um, a lot of cranky people. And they weren't. It was very well. I think they had a good script. They had good actors. And I just liked it a lot. I even loved the little girl. I thought she was awesome. Um, yeah, she was I cool. really liked him. Um, was his name Luke? I really liked him a lot. Um, I liked his character, you know, and I liked how at the end they just decided, you know, they didn't know where they were going to live. She's going to live there, here or there, when they were going to come back, whatever. But they were Mm -hmm. just decided they were just going to make it work. Right. Right. At first you were like, oh, no. I mean, you knew they were going to get together. Very realistic. Very realistic. This home is very realistic. Excuse me. And you're starting to see it more and more in them. Sorry, I just got a wave of like really bad dizziness. Um, starting to see it more and more in the Hallmark movies where you don't have to pick one or the other. You know, they're like, okay, we can, you know, figure this out. Yes. You know, yes, she doesn't like have to, he doesn't have to move, at least not right now. He doesn't have to move, she doesn't have to move. They don't have to pick one or or the other, which was which was good. So out of ten, what would you give it? Uh, I would give it a solid eight. Um, I liked it a yeah. lot. Only reason why I'm not going to give it a ten is just um, I, I don't know. I kind of felt like it was missing a little bit, but um, I, I really liked it. Yeah, and um, I'd give it an eight, eight, uh, eight and a half, two, eight and a half. I'll say eight and a half. Um, so I think I'm, I'm gonna guess. I actually would have given it a nine because I really enjoyed it. I thought it was very well paced and very well edited compared to some. Not that I'm some great, you know, knowledgeable person on that. But I actually don't think it had enough with the couple. I agree with you. And that's probably why I'm going to say that it was probably an eight. I felt like there was a little more. Before we move on, Peter has been on a ton of stuff. Arrow, Kim Possible, he was a voice. Um... Flash, but the same character as Arrow, Firefly Lane, um, Virgin River, he plays Todd, you know, which is probably where I most recognize him from other than Arrow and Flash. So he's also been all over um, as well. I just wanted to get that out there. I didn't look up um, the other ones. Okay, so that's going to bring us to Gingerbread Miracle. This one, I think you did the preview. I don't have the. I make up the preview as I as I go along. You're very organized. You write it out. You have pages of notes. I make it up as I, I go along. I have to get organized. I don't have notes. <laughs> this 
This one started Merritt um, Patterson and John Michael Ecker as the two leads. So she, it starts with a baking montage, which we're all here for that. And she plays Maya, who has moved back with her parents over the last two years. Now this, like, you kind of like, to me, like wink and nod at it because it is made out to be like, oh, she moved home because she got a divorce and a career change and whatnot. But a lot of people, a lot of families move back in together during COVID, you know? So yeah. I think I think it also plays in um, plays into that. So they're two old friends from high school uh, who worked together over Christmas to save his uncle's Mexican bakery, which is famous for its magical ginger, gingerbread cookies that Grant Rick wishes. So she moved back in with her parents and her parents are starting an event planning business and tell her that Lewis, the owner of the bakery, is selling. Um, and she goes to talk to the bakery owner, and he makes her this beautiful red briefcase cookie that she, of course, makes a wish on. And even though she's a different type of lawyer, I don't know what type of lawyer is, she takes on the exoterics, their big family, old family friends, to take on the, you know. I think she's a contract lawyer. Contract lawyer to get the business's affairs and orders because he's just he's not it's not it's not losing business it's not endangering anything with that he's just kind of tired and ready to move on after his wife died um his nephew alex is also a lawyer and he comes home on christmas when he finds out this news and insists on helping alex and they're old friends and of course old kind of flames i don't think he Later on, I think we find out that he never admitted it to her um, or whatnot. And you think you're going to get a um, love triangle, but you really, really don't. When, so this was my favorite thing. Alex was petty as fuck. Uh, you know, they start to work together to get the affairs of the bakery in order and start reconnecting and doing different things together. And they have buyers come in and whatnot. And he has a problem with Every single one of them, with the most dumbass reasons whatsoever. He he's probably one of the most snarky, semi-sarcastic, slightly condescending, completely realistic and adorable character we've had on Hallmark in a long time. He's like that other dude. Was on Open by or was uh, you and me and the Christmas trees? Was his name? No, I don't know. Lucky I know my name right now. He's 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 one of them. Yeah, but I agree. He is very petty. Yeah, I love and, it. Like you could tell, he just wanted to like. He wasn't happy being a lawyer. He wanted to cook, which ultimately he ends up taking over the. And everybody who wishes on the gingerbread, they wish in some way. It's true. So even on the ones that he made, so that was really that was cute. Um, I liked the the um the Mexican. Christmas brought in, you know, the difference. Ooh, that's um, what I want. I love that part that, that showed you yeah. the difference, you know, in a lot of the Mexican traditions when it comes to Christmas. And I really like that. I thought it was very enjoyable. I'm glad you said that, Ams, because, you know, they've been trying to give us Korean and different, you know, backgrounds, but I think this is the first one where we really saw it, you know? Not just in words being said, you know, or 
some noodles on the on the screen for a Korean dish. If they really tried to show it and explain it and immerse the characters in it. It was very well done. It was very well done. Of course, ultimately at the end, he, she finds out that he's always been, she's adamant that they can't be together. How did you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. I didn't, I liked her. I liked that, her character. I did too. I just I thought they were cute. And I like at the end how the Swiss sisters switched. Or originally it was Alex who was going to leave and the sister who was going to stay. And the sister got an opportunity with her photography. And yeah. so she stayed. And then Alex bought the uh, restaurant because he was giving up being a lawyer to run the restaurant. I thought this one was really cute. I thought it was an easy watch. Yeah, I, I liked it. I didn't like it as much as I liked the Christmas sale. So I would no. give it like a seven. Yeah, seven um, is about right. But uh, I did like it. Um, sometimes I kind of felt like she lacked some depth, but yeah, I think good. he was. I think he was the better character. Yes, out of the two, he's probably more. He had more of a character. Mm-hmm. He had more personality than she did. Yeah. yeah but seven is perfect. No. Okay, you bring you bring us to the next one. Uh, the next one that we review is Next Stop Christmas. Um, this is the one where Angie is determined to spend Christmas alone, but her unusual commuter ride turns into a Christmas train that drops her off in her hometown in 2011. Um, mm-hmm. This one starred Lindsay Fonseca. Uh, then we had Chandler Massey, Leah Thompson, and Christopher Lloyd. How great was Christopher Lloyd in this movie? Best. I loved him. Of course, it's hard for him not to be great because it's Christopher Lloyd. But, I mean, I just really, the little, you know, he had that little wink and nod type, you know. Um, I also liked that it was a Chris, it was a train. And it mm-hmm. very similarly reminded me of the train that's in Back to the Future that he turns into a time machine. Um, I, I genuinely like this movie. Uh, there really was not much that I did not like about this movie. Um, this one hit all the right notes that Love Struck Twice did not in Fall Harvest. Mm-hmm. She had more depth. She was more... Um, she was more drawn... The character was more... Wrote, you know, better. She didn't seem... In, in some, a little bit not so flighty just more i can't find the word i'm trying to think so even though it had this kind of the same premise where she went back in time and she was just you know like the same person and she retained all of her future knowledge i think she just she had a better personality than and then in love strikes um twice she didn't she tried to she kept reminding herself that she had to adjust back to that you know Right um, t- time, she didn't like try to perform neurosurgery on anyone, you know. Where the other one was all about winning some legal case. Um, I think it was really cute. Um, I like that Leah Thompson was the mother, and I. So here's what I, let me say this. What I didn't like was that she's a freaking neurosurgeon, right? It's yeah. Extremely hard to be a neurosurgeon. You have to be like 
the best of the friggin' best. And all they did was effing guilt her that she's not home and doesn't have a man. Now, I get it. It's Hallmark, and everybody's going to say we should have work-life balance. She's a neurosurgeon. And you're going to be upset because I get upset. I realize, like, oh, you're missing Christmas and blah, 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 blah. And she had to find out balance, too. And, you know, we see later on um, that she did. But seriously, like, she's in medical school, and it's like, oh, but you're never home. No. Because <laughs> she's in medical school. Well, I mean, you kind of get it in the movie that he comes to New York, and they're both in New York. So, I mean, she doesn't lose, she doesn't well, quit her job or lose her job or whatever. Right, right. But I mean, like when even you know, when she's on the phone in the beginning, and then when like she's she's back in time, they're all like, "Oh, you're you're never home. It's been so long, you know, like since you've been home." Like, okay, and she's a neurosurgeon. And she's in medical. She's a medical resident. There were damn long hours, like crazy, crazy hours. It, it just to me it was annoying that once again you have like a woman, any woman, like with any job, it's like, oh, you don't have a man. I kind of felt like that took a step back <laughs> in in a few things. I I really I really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, we see in the beginning Ben walks in. Ben's her childhood friend, right? Ben's her childhood friend. And she's having a Christmas Eve drink with a co-worker. And he walks in. She finds out that she's been in town for like six months and that she's really upset. And she's upset that she said no to the sportscaster guy. And that's how she ends up going back, back in time. And how cute was the ticket? Oh, it was super cute. You had, you know, you can't go back until it finishes. Mm-hmm. I got really upset, though, when it wouldn't wait for him. I know. That's where I think, so she goes through a whole series of things. She thinks that she's supposed to say yes when Tyler proposes to her. And she does confide into Ben that she's from the future and finds a way to convince him that, you know, that it's true. So... um, But it's clear that he's, you know, in love with her. And she does fix the parents' relationship, which was really nice because some relationships do just end because the people, you know, drift away and feel like they don't have anything in common anymore. So it was cute the way she, you know, did that with the help of the Marge, um, Marge lady. But I just felt like they kept forgiving Tyler. They didn't approve of it, but they kept forgiving Tyler for being so busy because he was a man and, oh, you're a doctor, but you should have more time. I don't know. Maybe because I work in healthcare. It annoyed me. <laughs> I don't know, but yeah, when she when she realized she loved him, that was so. And she realized she was a bad sister in a lot of ways. Let's let's you know let's balance it out. Yeah, she was that. a crappy sister. Yeah, she really was. And I kind of so felt he, when she went back, um, she she kept saying that that you know the the Christmas of two thousand and eleven was the best Christmas. Me and my sister were close. My mom and dad were together. Blah blah blah. But you know, then she goes back, and then at first she's, like, not realizing that these people are really not happy. hmm Like, there's really a lot of unhappiness. Um, right, because she was, she she was selfish, absolutely. Yeah, yeah, she was selfish and self-absorbed. Absolutely not excusing that um, as all, well. but that's different than realizing that you know, all the hours and stuff that she has to put in for her, her career and her training. You know what I mean? Yeah. 
But so when she calls him, he's like, I'm when did when he ran to the train when he was racing to the train. Ugh. That was like gut wrenching. It was heart wrenching. It really, it really, really was. And um, she tells she tells him to meet her in what was it, ten years? In ten years at ten PM. And then immediately when she gets off the train, she has the surgery she has to go into. So she, she tells him to Angie tells Ben to meet her. You know, in 10 years, it's just a place she goes back in time. I'm a little confused by this. When she gets off the train, she's no longer going to Yonkers. She's going back to the city. So I didn't understand that. But anyway, she goes and does her surgery and blah, blah, blah. And um, she realizes she's late. She has a beautiful dress. because She's been planning this for 10 years. In her locker, she throws it on. She runs there. She thinks she's late. He calls her. And he's there, like, waiting with their salads or whatever. So a lot of people on Twitter were confused, right? And I was initially because I watched it. I watched it twice because I dozed off and it wasn't because the movie was dull. It's because it's just I'm just was tired. A lot of people were like, well, what has he been doing these ten years and blah 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 and blah blah blah. And I think everybody was just so caught up and see what that they weren't hearing the dialogue. They were too busy tweeting. He actually, it actually says that they've been together. Because she says to him, when was the last time? She's confused. And by something, he's like, she's like, well, when was the last time I saw you? He's like, Tuesday, a dinner, you know, with my partner. And he did go into, she had convinced him when she was back in time to, not to take the internship and to still go into family law um, and whatnot. So it's implied that they've been, and she's, as she's eating, she's like, oh, it's all coming back to me now. So her altered reality is catching, is catching up to her. Right. So in those times, they have been um, together. And he, the interesting thing is, like, well, well, she remembered it. He forgot it. That's how I took it. I I took that he forgot about the time travel thing. Yeah, because he saw the train go in the tunnel. Like the time tunnel, whatever you want to call it. I call it a time tunnel. But um, What do you call it? A time time tunnel. Oh yeah. So be like overall, similar to like really the TARDIS when it goes through. Yeah, the little thingy. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. I thought it was so well done. I really enjoyed all the characters. Um, Christopher Lloyd was uh, was the best, and Leah yes, Thompson and Christopher Lloyd still, still didn't have, Leah Thompson and Christopher Lloyd still did not have a scene together. Which cracks me up. They've been in, Um, I think, like they said, like 12 TV, 12 things together, and they've never starred with each other. I would give it an eight and a half. I'm going to give it a nine. uh, I knocked off at half a point because of my earlier rant. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so then that brings us to. Um, a Christmas treasure, and this one was after opening a hundred-year-old time capsule and meeting a charming chef. Blue questions whether or not she should move to New York after Christmas and further her writing career. Of course, this one starred Jordan Sparks and Michael Xavier. Um. I like this one. Not quite as well as um, 
Bell, Christmas Bell. Um, mm-hmm. This is the one I did my uh, bingo on. I didn't really understand. I think the one thing I didn't really get was why she needed to move to New York to be a writer. I didn't understand that either. Because you can, the benefit of being a writer is you can write from anywhere. Yes, she had this notion that she needs to leave town. I guess her family was well to do and whatever. She needs to leave town to be able to like make her own name or find her own creativity. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, I liked him. I liked her. Um, that was probably the really my only only my major complaint was I didn't really understand why she needed to move to New York. I thought he was cute together. I liked that he didn't make any like he didn't shy away from the fact that he was interested in her and he and he challenged her on like why do you have to do this or you know blah 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 you know why do you have to do that and I thought they had a lot of their banter. Their little flirtiness felt much more genuine than we see a lot of times. Like, you can generally tell that they liked each other as soon as they met, like, that second time. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, it wasn't... They, the first time when they were looking each other up and down. <laughs> <laughs> when she thought but he I was think, just a waiter. <laughs> right, he was beneath her at that time. And I think it was nice, too, because they generally helped each other figure things out, but not in a pushy type of way. Right. Like, she helped him realize that he wasn't observant a lot about, like, things around him. Like, with the brooch for his hand. And, like, um, you know, he was maybe tried to be a little too um, gourmet, you know, or stuff at times. Because you're going to help him with that, too. And he kind of helped her realize that moving to New York was or anywhere wasn't necessarily what as much as the the ledger and whatnot did needed to um needed to do because it was really in a sense running away from your problems. What would you rate it? Mm. It's a hard one because I really did enjoy it. And we had lots of Christmassy scenes and Christmassy market. You probably put that bingo really quickly on this one. I have to rewatch it and do bingo. I um, did do the bingo and it took me 90 minutes. Remember? It took me a long time. Yes, but I, I do mean, remember. But I mean, I gotta find one of those easier cards and, and do it. That my, my brain is so foggy and I'm in so much pain, I can't even think straight. Um, I really enjoyed it. I thought they were very well matched. Um, I liked her family. I'll give it a seven. Yeah, a seven is good because... While I really enjoyed the class, I think that the, some of the, the characters could have had more depth. And it wasn't really any plot that we haven't seen before. Mm, no, it wasn't and very I, original. And I'm glad I'm glad they let her sing. Yes. But that wasn't like her major. I like that about it, too, because she is a singer. Um, 
But it wasn't her major, major thing. But it wasn't her major thing. And I kind of tend to seem feel like when they do have somebody come on and that's their major thing, then they have to like they have to be a senior. Like, mm-hmm. you know, they did with uh, Leanne Rhymes and uh, Lauren Elena in Fall Harvest. You know, they make them a seer. Mm-hmm. Excuse me. Oh, so I would give it a seven. Solid. I'll go with seven, too. And then that brings us to our last one, which is Debbie McCom. How do you say Mac that? Homber- Mac Homber's. Macombres. Yeah, Macombres. Miss, Miss Mir- Mrs. Miracle Christmas. Um, and I think you mm-hmm. had the, it was, um, yeah, it's so it was, I think these have been a series because there's been a Mr. Miracle too. So this is Caroline Ray, um, Caitlin Doubleday, Steve Lund, and Jason, uh, Cermak, and it is Miss Miracle. Helps out a family who faces loneliness and loss of faith. Mrs. Miracle swoops in to renew their Christmas spirit and they experience a holiday of heavenly proportions. So Laurel and Will are um, trying to have a child, a baby, and taking care of another injured grandma, Nana. Um, they decide to hire a caregiver to help around the holidays. And being it's the last minute, they have trouble finding someone. So in swoops, Mrs. Gloria. Miracle. This is Miracle Gloria Merkel. Um, she Helen's not interested in having a caregiver. She acts with Gloria's references. And that was a really, I love that scene when she pulls out like the stack of papers. <laughs> you mean her Miss, her Miss Mary, Mary Poppins? Um, Miss Mary Poppins, and she says all this stuff. And Laurel, um, uh, they give her a tour and whatnot. And at first, Nana doesn't get along with uh, Gloria and tries to get rid of her by saying Gloria is stealing things. And but <laughs> that Laurel, was, that was like, she was hysterical. Drawers. I'm looking for a spatula. It was <laughs> so hysterical because it was like something like yeah. I'm like look. Not even like I'm looking for a band aid. It's like I'm looking for a spatula. It was so fun. It was a lot funnier than I thought it was gonna be. Yes. Um. I really, really, which I know you did not really like this movie at all. I like this movie a lot. Um, so, I had one major problem with it, and mm-hmm. it was towards the end. Okay. So, um, I'll let you go first. No, I mean, it was very well acted, and it was very well done, and what I absolutely did love about it is that they, um, I mean, the, the couple ends up adopting, correct? Yes. Well, yes, they got to foster. I think it's so, so, so important, and it's so often overlooked because there's so many children in the system throughout the United States and probably throughout the world who are older. So many kids every year age out of the system because people want to adopt a girl or baby, you know, be it any whatever ethnicity or background or whatever they want a baby. When there's so many toddlers and elementary school kids and even middle schoolers out there who you know are just dying to have a home i absolutely love that they focused on that as an option rather than them finding like the perfect looking cute blonde blue-eyed baby you know um i love that i just don't think i'll be honest i just don't think i was in the mood um for the movie it's the last one i watched i've watched it today 
Um, and like the last few days, I have just not really been like feeling well. So I felt like I had to watch it more because I had to watch it rather than like I wanted um, to watch it. And I just felt like there was a lot of a lot of different themes going um, on. You know, Nana needing um, help, their issues with their, how it affected their marriage, Laurel being, um, oh, what's the word? Estranged from her father. Like, there were so many things going on. Definitely a lot going on. <laughs> Excuse me. Bless you. Oh. Bless you. Um, they did like, have a kids' Christmas recital, so that was good. Yeah, it was really cute. Um, like I said, I liked most of it. Um, I really liked how the grandmother really came out of her shell again. Mm -hmm. um, she was very sad in the beginning. Um, the one major problem that I had with it was towards the end, <coughs> and she sits on the porch and tells him that they're going to get separate because she can't possibly see her life ever having a child mm -hmm. um, because of what happened with Jonathan. And that was very selfish. Um, I understood that she was very, very hurt, but mm -hmm. you can't spend your life um being hurt forever you have to slowly move on um it had been over a year um not that it's saying you could ever get over losing a child that's something you you can't ever get over but to you know it, it wasn't like the child died the child was alive um but he went back to his mother that's and a risk that's unfortunately a, a risk I mean, I think she was super nit when they got that phone call about the baby and, like, she was furious with him. Um, like, like you're saying, like, you know, on one level, you know, you get it. But when you go into being a foster, you have to, like, it's one of the risks. You don't know. You can have that child for a day. You could have it for three years. The kid's gone. And it's horrible. Yeah, but, I mean, you can't you know, in essence, give up on your husband that you, obviously, they were, they loved each other very much. Especially because, since it's not his fault. Yeah, and it's not his fault. And it's like, he wants to move on and get another child, and she's, like, so against it. It's like, you have mm -hmm. to let it go eventually. Like, you can't, can't hold on to it. I mean, a part of you is always going to be upset and sad about it, but you got to move forward. And I couldn't believe that she was willing to give up the love of her life because she couldn't even think of a possibility or even open her art up to another child. That, yeah. And I think that goes, I think that goes back into what I said, and I know I beat the drum a lot, but like there's a serious, and I, I guess it's realistic, a serious lack of communication. I mean, they have to cram a lot into two hours. You know, yeah. with, with these people. And nobody ever thinks, oh, hey, maybe we should go to therapy. Yeah, a lot of times I feel like they do need therapy. And like I told him, I said, you know, if every person, that, every woman that lost a child never had another child, there would be no rainbow babies. 
Um, and for another thing, he's not dead. He just went to his, he went to his mother, you mm-hmm. know, and yes, yes, he was, she was his mother for a period of time, but, you know, at some I point grew, you've got to go on. <laughs> I, I grew up um, next to a woman who had forced the children. And so I had playmates, you know, that were there, friends that were there one day, and then they were gone. And it is hard. It's very hard. She had, she was, she was, um, I forgot her, she was black. And she had this one child, Orlando, that she wanted to adopt. And he was white. And this is like going back in the 80s. That was like unheard of. You know, well, not probably that unheard of. But she really wanted to adopt him. And then they took him from him because they had a white family that wanted to adopt him. And he was so attached to her because he was with her for years from when he was a baby to her. So he was like four, right? Like when she would randomly, when she would randomly run into him, like he would get up so sad. He'd be like, my mom or my mom. And his adoptive family actually had to move out of the area. Um, so I mean, I, I can understand on some level, you know, how upsetting it is and everything, but at some point you want to say, just go to therapy. Yeah. I mean, yeah. It was good. I might give it another try when I, when I, when I feel better, but I'm generally, I'll be honest, I'm generally not, as much as I like the ones that have like a little bit of a magical or angel or something like that, I've never really been into the Mrs. Miracle ones. So maybe I'm a little biased, but I would give it a solid eight and a half. And Nana was just the best thing ever. She was. Yeah, I love Nana. I even liked Miss Miracle. Oh, she was sweet. Yeah, she was. And then at the end, they show her showing up at the guy's house with the three. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Get all the babies. Um. But yeah, I mean, I, I would give it, I would give it a nine and a half. I would give it a ten if it wasn't for the one part. Oh wow, you're really up there. Yeah, I mean, I really enjoyed it. I even told um, Jason I really enjoyed it. Um, it was one of the the better acted ones, absolutely. And I really liked him too. I really liked the actor who played her husband. Yeah, he um, was very good. He was very yeah. good. What would you rate it? Eight and a half. Eight and a half. Mm-hmm. That guy's a pretty good rating. Yeah. Just, I just, like I said, like I said, I don't know if I was in the mind frame to really enjoy a movie with all those themes when I watched it, which was only right before we recorded. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest, I'm like, I'm, I don't know, just not having a healthy couple of days now my doggy staring at me like will you shut up <laughs> yeah i know which which we are about to because i think that brings us to the end of everything correct we get our reviews, previews or bingo no real news out there hopefully we'll find some good um gossip tomorrow i'm gonna watch um open by christmas and like everybody else i'm super eager to see that one and this this whole weekend's lineup looks um, looks pretty good. I think something we mentioned last week or the week before with somebody, I think I saw it on Twitter, somebody was like, 
you know, they, they start putting the really good ones out later, <laughs> later on. I think, you know, and we have had a, uh, a little bit of a, a mixed bag so far, but they have so many, I will say this, one of my pet peeves about Countdown to Christmas, you've given, you gave me a number of how many movies they had. I don't remember that movie, <laughs> how many Christmas movies Walmart had. It was well over a hundred. Yeah. They just keep showing, they just, so in Countdown to Christmas, they can easily show all these movies. Now, granted, there's probably reasons why they don't show some of them. I, I don't know what, but, you know, why do they keep repeating the same movies over and over? It's driving me nuts. Like, I feel like I'm, you know, there's a few, like, during, they just keep repeating them. Um, I, some of them, I like it when they repeat. Um, like I've said that my favorite, one of my favorite ones is the most wonderful time of the year. Um, right. I, that's the one I I'm trying to get you to watch it. I will. I will. I've, I've been watching for that one. But I can see them showing, like, okay, that one. Like, they can show it tonight, and then they show it on Wednesday. They don't need to show it, like, four or five times during the week. Or, you know what I mean? Like that. They've been doing that yeah. with some of them. They keep, like, um, popping up. That's, that's my pet peeve. I'm always <laughs> going to have a pet peeve. So, so next week we'll bring you more. We'll bring you the reviews of the previews from this week. More reviews. I have a couple of people doing some homework bingo, which would be fun. I'm going to try to do it for more than one movie this week. We'll try to dig up some scandalous stuff um, for you. And oh, here's something. It has nothing to do with homework. I wish it was a homework one, but Lindsay Lohan is doing a Christmas movie. Who is? Lindsay Lohan. Is she really? Yeah, on Netflix with Chad Overstreet. I'm so excited. That could be interesting. Yeah, I love her. Okay, so you're going to go tag your Christmas tree tomorrow. I'm going to... I have some personal things to... um, Sorry for that snapping. Personal things to attend to tomorrow, which I will tell you off air. You know, I'll tell you this. (laughs) These things are out to podcast land. And um, try to recover from these uh, side effects. Yeah. And that's... I think that's it, right? Yep, that's think, it. We're good for tonight. All right, so hit us up. I'm going to be putting up some bingo cards on our Instagram at home is where homework is on, well, Instagram. You can find me on my regular Instagram and my Twitter at, at LizzieP224. And Amber's is... Amber Teasley1 on both Instagram and Twitter. Yes. And that is it for episode 11, which is just totally crazy that we're up to 11. Um... And we will, as things settled, oh, we're also going to have a top 10 for you next week to be decided. We're tossing around ideas. So tune in again. Tune in. Go back and listen to our other podcasts if you haven't. Drop us a line. We're having, I'm having some fun on Instagram. People are starting to interact with us. Whether they listen to us or not, I don't know. But I'm going to say hi to Amber's mommy and daddy, who I do know listen to us. Thank you so much. And that's it. That's um, Liz, my darling Amber. Hope she gets a gorgeous tree tomorrow. Don't let Jason pick it out. No, I'm kidding. Um, does Kenzie go with you or just you and Jason? She goes with us. And last year, uh, we let it, well, I let them pick wait, out the tree, and it was the Griswold wait. tree. It didn't even fit in the house. Oh, <laughs> wait, do you get cocoa when you do it? Do we? No, we get home. We could come oh. home and get it. Okay, okay. We well, have to take a picture of the lot so we can put it up on Instagram because that's like. Of the tree, the, the farm, rather. That's so whole long. So you have to take a picture when you're there. I definitely will. 
Okay, yeah. So that's it for us on episode 11. I'm Liz, the darling Amber. It's home is where homework is. Be the chair shot radio uh, on thechairshot.com, where all your podcasts are. And as we go into the holiday season, please remember our wonderful chair shot slogan of always use your head. There's going to be a lot going on. Please be responsible as possible and take it easy, everyone. Goodbye. Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matters more than ever. Place your money line. Or parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. Bet MGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus and present in Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com.